Look, I know Mrs. Kim and Robert Duvall and the great Santini share a striking resemblance, but she is Lane's mom. She has the right to tell Lane she can't do something. You have to respect that, and I really have to respect that. Hello, and welcome to the Ultimate Gilmore Girls Movie Night Podcast, After Dark. What? I am Philip Boone, along with... I'm terrified of you right now. What's happening? I don't know. I thought we'd try something new. We've never recorded on a Friday night. Is that what's happening? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's and it's supposed to come out tomorrow, so that's fine. <laughs> You'll be up all night. Yes. So, welcome to the show. And hey. I'm here with what's your name? Courtney. Awesome. <laughs> How are you doing? Good. How's life? I mean, the greatest scandal of Bravo hit a few weeks ago, and <sighs> I'm living for no, ah, no. This scandal is giving me life right now. And it's taking over my life. Give I listen me life. I listen to at least one podcast about it per day. Like no lie. Still? Still. Wow. Because, okay, I, because I, I, before we get into this, I want to mention that we made a mistake on our last podcast. It's been about a month since we recorded. And in it I mentioned about how I don't like anybody oh, on the show. <laughs> And then we talked about how Tom Sandoval, I kind of like him. He's okay. And this, so so we recorded it and talking about how we still kind of like him. And then the day before that podcast was dropped is when the Scandoval happened, yeah. which included him. And Well, when the Scandoval came to light. Oh, yeah, when it came to light. Because that was a Friday okay, night. Okay, so if you do not... I was getting pizza when you texted about oh, it. Oh, man. That was a great night. If you have been living under a rock and you do not know what the scandal is, Vanderpump Rules on Bravo TV. It is a reality show about a bunch of kids that work at a restaurant. And it's it's gotten it's way jumped the shark since then. But that's how it started. Tom Sandoval and Ariana were dating for nine years. Had a house together. Had a book together. She never wanted to get married, so they were not legally married, but basically committed in that way. And then it comes out that her very good friend, who is also a cast member on the show, has been dating Tom Sandoval for seven months that we know of. It was shocking. No one expected it. Most people thought Sandoval was a good guy. And more and more news comes out every single day. And it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to Bravo. Not to Ariana. <laughs> Team Ariana. You know what? No. I'm going to say it. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to Ariana. Because she's getting away from him. And he's a scumbag. And she needs to get away from him. And if this is what it took for that to happen, then good. She's going to go live her freaking best life right now. And Raquel is just... I can't. And there's an argument for, like, are people more mad at the guy or the girl? I am equally mad at Sandoval and Raquel. Equally. He is the one who cheated on his girlfriend, but she was a very good friend of hers. And so now we're going back and watching this season that was recorded before this came out, before Ariana knew. But while the affair was going on, 
so you can like watch for Easter eggs and like was Tom looking at Raquel in the background of that and like why were the two of them missing at certain points and then you're seeing poor Ariana like defending Raquel to other people because she doesn't know what's going on and oh my god it is the best thing that has happened to reality TV audiences ever it's amazing awesome to be fair Vanderpump Rules is my favorite show on Bravo I watch a lot of shows on Bravo but Vanderpump Rules was the first show that I watched and it's my absolute favorite and I rewatch it regularly. Mm-hmm. So it's probably more exciting for me than people who don't watch Vanderpump Rules. Still very exciting. It's been like on CNN. This is like big news. I'm like shocked at how big it is. You have, you have no opinions? No, I like to go against the grain. So every once in a while I'll say Team Sandoval. There is no Team Sandoval. you yell at me. Because there is no Team Sandoval. Listen. Team Raquel. And you don't there like is that. definitely no team Raquel. Rachel. Oh my gosh. Okay, but here's <sighs> the thing. <laughs> you knew this was going to be a big story. No. I don't remember what the thing was. <laughs> I don't remember what is I was going to say. Is there going to be the calling her Rachel thing? No. Okay. No, here's the thing. Right. I am in a lot of Bravo Facebook groups. I feel like my like the reason that people are going to hate me is going to come out in this episode. Like people are going to listen to this podcast and be like, "Wow, I had no idea she was such a freak." I'm not, I don't like her anymore. I could have told you. But I'm in a lot of Bravo Facebook groups. And the Bravo Facebook groups have many people from different countries all over this country. Many different views. And I've seen all of it. I've seen, why are we only blaming the girl when it's the guy who did it? And they weren't having sex that often. And she didn't want to get married. So she never would have fulfilled him. Full stop. You can make a whole lot of excuses for why the relationship was not good, but there's zero excuse for having an affair with somebody. You just end the relationship. Mm -hmm. Just end the relationship. I don't care if if they weren't having sex often enough for him, he should have had a conversation with her. And if it wasn't changing, he should have left the relationship. If he really wanted to get married and that was a non-negotiable for him, he should have ended the relationship. End of discussion. Like, there, I am so tired of seeing posts on Facebook saying, there's no excuse for cheating, but, like, no, just stop. There's no excuse for cheating. T. Mariana, times a million, I will be wearing my Scumbags and Cheaters shirt for the rest of time in the Schwartz and Sandy's logo, and I hate Raquel. I think that's all I got on the Scandal though. Okay. But it's, I mean... This is not the last time it will be discussed on this podcast. Damn. The reunion hasn't even happened yet. I mean, it, ha- it has happened. It hasn't aired yet. Yeah. Sheena just dropped an amazing podcast about it today. Because Sheena yeah. is best friends with Ariana. And also was best friends with Raquel. And allegedly she punched Raquel. And Raquel put a restraining order on her. But then Raquel dropped the restraining order. But not legally dropped the restraining order. She just didn't show up to the court date. So Sheena still had to go to the court date. And now that it is officially dropped sheena had a ton of stuff to say on her podcast and it was really really interesting so if you are interested in the scandal listen to shenanigans latest episode because it's really good and i can say latest because this is dropping tomorrow we really waited until the last second <laughs> for this podcast it is 9 18 p.m on friday night before it's supposed to drop and there's a reason for that well there's a reason we missed a week it should have come out two weeks ago but that was your birthday yeah, the reason... Week, and you was, did not want to record... I didn't want to watch the, the Great Santini that week or record about the Great Santini. 
the week of You have not been wanting to watch this movie. You've I seen it not. before. I have not. You but know what, it, though? Uh, well, we'll get into okay, that. Okay, yeah. So, also, it was your birthday. We got a puppy. We got a puppy. That's the news. You just slid that right in there. We well, got... we're going in order. We oh. started with the Scandaval. Scandaval, man. And then we're going in chron- chron- words. chronological order. Keep all of that, please. Oh, I'm going to. Because <laughs> you're going to be editing it. It's 9.19 p.m. <laughs> I don't want to edit for the next five hours. Yeah, so we. So it was my birthday. Well, first, it was our anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then it was... Did this? Did the scandal happen on our anniversary? I think it did. Because that was a Friday, right? Wasn't our anniversary a Friday? Yeah, yeah, it was. So the scandal happened on our 11th wedding anniversary. So we've been together longer than... Tom and Ariana. Good for us. Yeah. And you didn't cheat on me nine years in, so that's great. And then it was my birthday. and No, and then we got a puppy, and then it was my birthday, right? Yes. Yeah, because you got the puppy right before spring break. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's been busy time here. Yeah. But let's talk about our puppy a little bit. Listen, the movie's real bad, so let's just... just I got stuff about the movie. I know, and we'll talk about it, but like it's not going to be that much. Robert Duvall. I know. We'll get there. Basketball. Okay, listen. We got a new puppy. Her name is Muffin. Yeah. She's a blue healer, and she's precious. But puppies bite... I know, you're looking at your bite marks on your arm right now. I know, puppies bite. They all feel sorry for me. Puppies bite. I know they do. If you get a puppy and don't expect to be bitten, you are dumb. Puppies I know. bite. I know. I, I know. And healers bite because they're trying to, like, herd Bird cattle. Yeah. Herd cattle. Okay. I was wrong with the kids. I've been uh, telling the kids that Muffin thinks they're sheep. But yeah. I feel like that's better than telling them that she thinks they're cows. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I'm sticking with sheep. So she does bite. But through the knowledge of my very highly trained cousin, who's like literally has a PhD and in dog training. And who does not bite. He does not bite. She has a PhD in dog training. She has given us some tips and I, I believe they will help. Mm-hmm. Although Muffin does get a little crazy in the evenings. She's, cra- she's created a lot. I do feel bad because we both work full time. She's created a lot. Yeah. But we try to keep her active. So, you know, if you want to drop by our Instagram or Facebook and give us some tips. Or drop by our house to walk our dog while we are not here. I think once she's had all her shots and once she's been fixed, I want to put her in doggy daycare like once or twice a week. Just get her out of the house, socialize her with other dogs, and then she'll be okay. She's Listen. She hits her head a lot. She does hit her head a lot. But you know what? Lee used to hit her head a lot too, and she's okay. Yeah. We're still (laughs) trying to decide about that. That's why I said she's okay. okay. I didn't right. say she's like a rocket scientist. She's okay. <laughs> no, but here's the thing with Muffin. She is very, very smart. Healers are very smart. She's very clumsy because she's a puppy and that's how they are. They're mm-hmm. like all legs. But she already knows how to sit on command. She already knows down. She already knows stay. She kind of knows crawl. We're working on that one. She walks really well. She's fairly house trained. She The last couple of days she's been pretty good. I feel like once she grows out of the nipping and biting and craziness, she's going to be an amazing dog. Mm-hmm. Like, she's going to be a really, really good dog. No, I think she will be. I, I think, think our be. kids will cry so much when they are older and they have to move out of our house and leave her. Or if she dies, whichever happens first. Yeah. Because at this point, based on life expectancy and our kids' ages, those two things might happen around the same time. Possibly. She might, she might die and the girls might go to college. Yeah. So that's our life. Right yeah. now. Is that all you got? That's all I got. I want to get to the movie. 
All right. So we can finish the podcast. We are okay. way more interested in this movie, but whatever. We, we watched the best movie ever, The Great Santini, and I hope you watched it as well. I don't. Wow. It's Listen, I will say. This it, is at the end. You're, you're st- what are you doing? I will say it's not as bad as I as I remembered it being. It's not as no. bad as I remembered it being. But I, okay. Okay. So sports fans, I hope you're ready for our synopsis. So a warrior without a war, Colonel Wilbur Bull Meacham, a pilot known as a great Santini to his fellow Marines, moves his family to the military base town of Beaufort, South Carolina in 1962. I don't know. Beaufort. Yeah, that sounds right. I feel like in the movie they said Beaufort. Okay. I think that's right. I don't know how to pronounce it. What state was it? South Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah. His wife, Lillian, which brings us to... Oh, man. I forgot about that. Which brings us to the least popular segment in oh, podcast history. Sad. It's been a bad Did Muffin film. beat you out? It's, yes. Muffin it's, was just mentioned, and now <laughs> any talk of Muffin has now become the most yes, popular sir. segment. Five degrees, five degrees or less of Gene Kelly. Blythe Danner. Who plays his wife, Lillian. I like her. Who's 12 years older than Ben, the son who plays basketball. The actresses. Okay. Yeah, so she was yeah. much older than him. Blythe Danner is in The Scarecrow with Nina Foch. What's The Scarecrow? Or Nina F- F-O-C-H. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Anyways, is in The Scarecrow with Nina Foch. Nina Foch is in An American in Paris with Gene Kelly. So, boom. There you go. Hold on. I want to look at what I know her from. Who? Bruce. Pa- oh, she's Gwyneth Paltrow's mom. Who? Blythe Danner. She is. I mean, her spouse is Bruce Paltrow. Oh, I don't know. She I think in- she is. She- yeah, her children oh. are Gwyneth and Jake. I did not know that. Wow. She's in. She was in 1776. Oh, that's as not what I, I think. Her from. Martha Jefferson. There's something very specific Martha that Jefferson? I've seen her in, and I can't yeah. that I like know her from. Like when I see her, I'm like, oh yeah, she's yeah. from this, but I can't remember what it is. I don't know. I don't know. So, oh, the um, last kiss. It's a very give me one last kiss. It's a very never felt like this. No, it never felt it's like this. It's happening, guys. Well, not, what's that? What's that from? It's one Zach Braff. Kiss. It's like an indie give movie that Zach Braff made kiss. after Garden State, which was not as wow. popular as Garden State. But she plays his mom, his mom or his fiance's mom. I can't remember. I don't know. Somebody's mom. But I, for, I watched that movie so often in college. Huh. What was the song I sang? What was that from? I have no idea. Bye bye, birdie. I've Which I think we will Bye watch. Birdie. I think I think we're going to watch that at some point. Bye, my birdie. Yeah. No. Which actually, uh, that song was written for the movie. It was not in the original. All I know about run. that song and Bye Bye Birdie is the scene we in Mad Men where they turned that song into oh, like a Pepsi do. commercial. Like, bye bye, bye bye. No, something or, like. We love you, Conrad. No. Or, well, it was that song. It was Bye Bye Birdie, the song. Oh. And she like sings it in front of a like blue screen. Which apparently is like the movie. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, it is. But that's all I know. The movie, the the song "Bye Bye Birdie" was actually just written for her to sing in the movie. It was not in the theatrical production. Yeah. It was just. I've never seen it. And I think they filmed it after the whole movie was filmed. Just like the last thing they filmed was her singing that song in front of a blue screen. Okay, this isn't "Bye Bye Birdie" though. We will talk about that. I think later, maybe at some point. Probably. Yeah. So his wife Lillian is loyal and docile. And tolerant of Meacham's temper and drinking. Their teenage children, Ben and Marianne, who Marianne drove me up a wall. I liked her. That kid. Oh my gosh. I liked her. She was horrible. She was awful. 
because she wasn't like a normal she was annoying girl at that age in that that time period she was annoying she's she's a feminist in the like what 50s what time period did this take place in 60s 60s 62 she was different so, than everyone wanted her to be and i like that oh she was annoying so ben and marianne are accustomed to a certain discipline and behave accordingly while adapting to their new town and school Ben's talent in basketball earns him a spot on the school team. And I'm rushing through this because there's you could barely find a synopsis online of this movie. Like no one nobody needs to watch it. Even at IMDB, they usually do the plot summary and a synopsis. And I think the synopsis is always longer. They didn't even do a synopsis, it just had the plot summary, which is what I got. But we kind of watch how he feels about his son and kind of harassing him during the basketball. And he game. calls him sports fan. And he calls he calls everybody sports fan. Not even sports fan. He would call him sports fans. Yeah. Like, he would come out and be like, how's it going, sports fans? But, like, only one kid walked yeah. out. But he called so everybody It annoyed that. me. It annoyed me. Yeah. Why? Stop. Everybody likes sports. That's a false statement. It shouldn't be false. Listen, we call our kids a lot of weird things. Like, there's no reason that our daughter, Lee, should think her name is Levy. But she does. She doesn't anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. She did for a very long time. There's no reason we should call our daughter Adele Deli Bean. But we do. Sports fans is not one that has ever crossed my mind. But I did call Muffin Muffleupagus the other day. <laughs> Muffleupagus. I call Muffin a name, but it should not be shared on a podcast. It would have to be bleeped out. <laughs> <laughs> she was really annoying me. Because she'd been stuffing her great all day. I know, I know. Gotta be nice to the pup. I am nice to the pup, puppy. Did you see the episode? We didn't watch all of Parks and Rec, but did you see the episode when there's like the golden retriever puppy and it's like a cold open? I don't think so. And Tom has a golden retriever puppy and they're bringing it to Ron. Doesn't sound familiar to me. Okay, well he like eats Ron's mustache basically. Like Ah. he's like biting on it. Yeah. And Tom, I almost said Tom Sandoval, Tom Haverford goes, I'm just a puppy. I'm just a puppy, Ron. And I keep wanting to do that with Muffin. <laughs> so whenever I say, she's just a puppy, just picture it in Tom Haverford's voice. Mm-hmm. So we see we see the, the father-son play, play basketball yeah, against each other. And, and the son and, was wearing jeans. Yeah, yeah, that bothered me. Like really tight jeans. Why, why would he be playing basketball wearing jeans? Like at least Robert Duvall was wearing, he was like wearing sweatpants, it looked like, if I recall correctly. I don't know, the age difference was pretty big though. Like I feel like... Robert Duvall probably would have needed to dress a little bit looser than the 17-year-old boy. He still shouldn't play in jeans. You don't play in jeans. That's not a thing. Maybe in the 60s it was a thing. You don't know. I was alive in the 60s. 62. I remember well. You're done. So. You're done. (laughs) So they were playing basketball. And Robert Duvall's character, Bull or Moose, Bull Meacham. (laughs) Bull or Moose. Bull Moose. I don't know. We just watched Mass Singer and the moose, moose just got, got unmasked. He was awful. He was okay, awful. Yeah. So Bull was kind of being a jerk the whole time. Can and we... T- hold on a second, though. trash and pushing him. Can we talk about the scene where he, like, swirlied a random guy in the bathroom? Yeah, that was weird, too. He, like, pulled a guy underneath a stall from and one stall to the other. And put his head in... And, and so, stuck his head in the toilet. And the guy he didn't know. Yeah! And, like, I'm still not totally sure why that happened. The reasoning was because you always got to be prepared. Oh, that's right. He did tell him that. <laughs> he, he gave because him a Because he said that some people died at Pearl Harbor on the toilet. 
Mm-hmm. Which, like, you know what? But probably not from somebody doing that. Yeah, like, people... Like, tragedies happen all the time. So people are always on the toilet when things happen. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what... If you gotta go, you gotta go. And, like, yeah. you're not gonna be prepared for someone to grab your ankles and pull you to another bathroom stall every time you go to the bathroom. I am now. This also led... Was this the where I was asking you if guys know that the other guy is pooping if they go in the stall? No, but I just thought of something that made me laugh. No, I don't... I don't remember. Do you... I said, because there are urinals, when yes, you see you a guy come into now. the bathroom and go into the stall, do you just know that they're pooping? And you said yes. And no one cares. Yeah, no no one cares. Listen, I need I need some women's opinions on this, though, because I feel like if you're a woman... I mean, obviously, we all go in the stall. There's There are no urinals. But if you're going number two and it's making noise, from my experience... Women tend to just stay in the stall, whether they're done or not, until there's no one in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So that no one knows which person it was that was doing that. So guys don't have that same experience. I don't think so. I feel like it's weird, though, that you just know. Are there some guys that just prefer to go in the stall to go pee, Oh, yeah. Though? Oh, yeah. I'm okay, sure. so you don't automatically know as soon as a guy walks not... into the stall. When someone walks into the bathroom, I am in there for one thing and one thing only. To go to the bathroom. I never see someone come in and think, huh, that's what they're doing. So, like, that's weird. You're there to go to the restroom. You don't think, that person just went to the cell. I bet they're pooping. Well, I'm also there to go to the restroom, but also, you know, check my hair and makeup and sometimes talk to and the other people. And gossip about what other people are doing in the bathroom. I mean, I don't gossip. I wouldn't be like talking to another woman and be like, hey, I think that person in there is pooping. Like, <laughs> that wouldn't happen. But, <laughs> I don't know. I, as, as a person with anxiety, I am constantly worried about what other people think about me. So I am curious if this is just a me thing. Where like, maybe I'm the one who just stays and waits in the stall when I poop so that other people don't know it's me. I don't know. I don't know. One time I went, one time I went to the bathroom and used the urinal while my while while my best friend was using the urinal. And you guys sang. And, I, and I sang a song. Peeing with my best friend. God, so I don't guys, think I don't me, think we care. You guys thought that was the funniest thing you've ever hilarious. done. Me and Jessica were sitting at the table. Because we were at IHOP, right? We really don't want to talk about this movie. No, I don't. But you two came out of the bathroom like the funniest thing that had ever happened in your life had just happened. Okay. We peed together and we sang about it. We, quote unquote, did not sing about it. You sang about it and Brad just happened to be there. Okay, that's that's more. I mean, to be fair, he found it just as amusing as you are, if not more so. (laughs) That is true. But it is a story that even though Jessica and I were there when it happened, you repeatedly tell us about it whenever the four of us get together. I never. That's not true. Maybe it's the two together. I don't share it. You share it. I've never shared it until this podcast because. These people don't know about it. No, you don't share it with other people, but you and Brad talk about it when you're together with oh, me and Jessica, which makes me laugh because we were there. You weren't in the bathroom. No, but we heard about it as soon as you came out. And now anytime the four of us get together, you guys feel the need to talk about it again. I don't... 
I think you're making this up. You and Brad, listen. Right, we're done. I, I need Jessica. We're moving on. We're I need Jessica to listen to this podcast. I love you. Right. you we're, talking about, we're talking about the movie now. Um, this, you're making me sick. I'm making you <laughs> sick. I look cold. I'm sorry. Okay, so back to the... Um, what are you talking about? I don't know. Great Santini. You've also been drinking. <laughs> That's not good for a cold. I'm very glad that I'm on my second drink right now. It's making this podcast much more enjoyable. Uh, ouch. Because it's funnier. Okay. Because everything's funnier. So he gets a spot on the school team. During... I forgot where I was. <laughs> I lost my place. Man, this I'm This podcast done. has totally gone off the rails. Oh, man. Oh, man. So when Ben finally wins the game, Meacham unleashes a torrent of verbal abuse while bouncing the ball off of his head while he goes up the stairs. Oh, my gosh. Which I'm, I was shocked he didn't just punch him because he just kept bouncing but you, it And you said that head. when we were watching it, but he, he's he been dealing with this his yeah. entire life. I think if his dad had just done that for the first time, like treated him that way for the first time, he would have yeah. punched him. Yeah. But since he's been doing this for 17 years of his life, he was probably just like, this is just my dad. And he's probably tried things like that in the past, would be my mm-hmm. guess, is that in the past he's tried to be aggressive towards him, and it has not worked out yeah. well. Ben finds Meacham practicing basketball alone in the driveway. Lillian urges Ben not to be angry at him and explains that he is proud of Ben, but struggling with loss of control over things he used to master so easily. During a school game, Meacham orders Ben to strike back against a rival player who has committed a foul on him. And Didn't the coach he more than one foul on him? I feel like there were a couple times where he There were a couple him. times. There were a couple times. But the, the last time he... He, like, knocked him out. Yeah. And, he, yeah. And Meacham told him to basically get his revenge. And the coach was there. This makes me and mad. And heard the whole thing. This makes me mad. His dad came in behind the coach and was like, you better knock him out or you can't come home. Mm-hmm. And the coach didn't say anything, anything to either his dad or the kid. Yeah. And then when the kid actually did what his dad said and, like... I, what is it, a flagrant foul at that yeah, point? Yeah, flagrant foul. And it hurt him, like broke his arm, I think is what we found out later. He's in the locker room because obviously he's been kicked out of the game. And the coach comes in and says, I can't believe you did that. You made the wrong decision. Like, you made such a bad decision. And it's like, bro, you were there mm-hmm. when this father told this 17-year-old child that he couldn't come home if he didn't do it. You don't get to judge him on that. Like, what, what the heck? I was really upset about that. Because that coach should have stepped in and been like, hey, this sounds like an abusive situation. But I yeah. guess it was the 60s and nobody cares he, he said not to come home. Yeah, he said you can't come home. Yeah. So of course he didn't. Yeah, he probably him. shouldn't have broken his arm. And broke his arm. Getting himself ejected from the game and dismissed from the team. Ben befriends a young black man, Tumor Smalls. Is it Tumor? Like Tumor T-U-M? T-O-O-M-E-R. Okay. Not T-U-M-O-R. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, why is this Who's guy being harassed Tumor? by bully Red Pettis? Tumor uses a beehive to get revenge on Red, but Red accidentally shoots him. Hey, hold it, on. I feel like we need to explain this better. Tumor? Yeah. Is a, a black guy. Yeah, with a stutter. With a stutter. This is in the 1960s in the Deep South. Mm-hmm. So it's not only are they making fun of him for a stutter, but very racist. Like, yeah. calling him the N-word and stuff. Tumor is trying to sell honey? I think so. At like the market, and this white guy who's been making fun of him smashes his honey jars, meaning he loses out of money. And probably, I'm assuming to fill three jars, like three big mason jars of honey, it probably took a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So then Tumor holds the guy under like the axle of his wagon and says, if I tell the horses to go, you'll lose your head or something like that. Like, it's pretty scary. And then he ends up letting the guy go and the guy says like, 
you'll live to regret that, whatever, goes to, like, hurt him. And the tumor sets up the bees. I just feel like there was more of a... We needed more of a setup for that. We did. I, I'm not upset with you. I know. I'm just saying. You've been upset with me a lot in this I've not been upset with you I talked much. about Scandaval too much. You did not talk about Scandaval I too much. I talked about you and Brad too much. You did not talk about me and Brad too much. <laughs> I'm too drunk. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Ultimate Gilbert Girls Me Night Podcast After Dark. Listen, I'm only on my second... And it's a melon boom coke. And this one is not as strong as my first one. I don't know that that's I have, of it. I have horny toad coop. A coop. Beer. Yeah. I feel yeah. like you should clarify that horny toad is beer. Pe- well, people know what What's coop? Coop. 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 It's I don't beer. know what coop is. <laughs> Except it's hanging with Mr. Cooper. I just watched the theme song for that the other yeah. night. It was really exciting. Coop ale works. It's good. Horny what does what does coop Lon. mean? It's 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 it's, it's like beer. a type of beer. Yeah, like lager. Yeah, no, no. It's like Budweiser. It's like the brand. Oh, coop ale works. They they have all types of different kinds of. Is that nationwide beer. or is that just like Oklahoma? It's definitely Oklahoma. I don't. I don't. Oh, okay. I think. I think it's mostly Oklahoma based. Do you know what Yingling Yingling is? Yes, because you talk about it all the time. Okay, I just, but not because like they don't have them around here. Yeah, we have it. Oh. I think it's not very good, but we have it. I like Yingling. Eh, it's okay. I thought it was just a northeast. You know what's not good? Fat tire. Yeah. And people will swear by fat tire, and how much they love it. You know and what? it's. Also, Terrible. You know what was also not good? Blue Ribbon or PBR, as the kids in my college called it, is really bad, but it's very cheap. Well, of course. It's, that's like saying Natty Light is bad, but cheap. I feel like PBR or was like Lost a Lake step below bad, Natty Light. Like, Fat Tire is considered a good beer. Like, is it? Yeah, but PBR, yeah, Fat Tire is considered a really good beer. Not really. I, I, I know really a lot of people like who like any it. beer, but if I do drink beer, I'll drink Blue Moon. Blue Moon. I knew that was coming. But now there's like new Blue Moon flavors or something. Is there? there, I I don't know. They talk about it on the One Tree Hill podcast. I don't know what I'm saying, though. It was in one of the ads. They stopped doing those ads, but they were doing ads for Blue Moon, but it was like Moon Haze or something. I don't know. I kind of want to try it. Okay. So. Wow. We would like to to thank our sponsor, Coop Ale Works. Not Fat Tire. Okay. I was starting this by saying I'm not that drunk. I'm only on drink number two. And it's not that strong. Okay, go on. But my first one was. Is that all? A little strong. That was it. Wow. Okay. So. <laughs> so I want to make editing really shoots. hard for you tonight so that I can. Oh, I'm not editing bubbles. most of this junk. So Tumor uses a beehive to get. Okay, so Red accidentally shoots him and he. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Will die. Oh my gosh. You skipped over Let's stuff. Let's finish this movie. I know, but you skipped over stuff that's important. So Red comes with all these other white supremacists. Yes. And shows up. And. Tumor has bees set up to attack them and like yeah. sting them. And as they come on, he and they all drops it. Yes, and they all and run the away. Not, yeah. And Red, the like lead white supremacist, huh. is like, oh, I'm gonna go get him. And the other guys are like, Bro, it's not worth it. We just got stung by ten million bees. And so they leave. And then Red comes and he starts shooting his dogs. Mm, he shoots one, and then he shoots the second one. But it actually hits Tumor. But it hits Tumor. And then and then Tumor is shot. And Red goes, I didn't mean to do it to you. I just meant to get the dogs, which, like... <laughs> That's not a good... Who yeah. who thinks that, like, an excuse for shooting somebody is, I just meant to hurt your dogs. No one is okay with shooting dogs. Yeah. What? What? Probably more people are okay with shooting people than dogs. Right? 
Yeah. Yeah. I was really mad at Red for that. Okay. Oh, yeah. but then Red dies. I forgot about that. Yeah, Red dies. And Ben the, sees him on the side of the road. Yeah, because the dogs get out. The dogs And the attack. dogs are like, you killed Toomer, bro. We're going to eat you alive. These and, dogs can't talk. And then they literally eat him alive. They do. They do. So it's Ben sees rough, him man. as he's driving because Ben decides to go kind of help Toomer out. Yeah. But he notices that Red is dead on the side of the road. And, and has zero reaction to that. Yeah, he's like, eh? I mean, like, he looks a little scared. Like, I yeah. wonder what I'm going to find. But, like, not really all that upset about the fact that, like, not even that he should care about Red, but, like, he should care about the sight of a man oh, who has been good. eaten by dogs. Yeah. Like, that, I feel like that's a little traumatizing. Yep. For a 17-year-old kid. I guess he's 18 at that point. Yeah. And he had turned 18 and he got really 18. drunk. Got really drunk on a surprise birthday party that his family threw. Yeah, they weren't too happy. I mean, I don't know. And in that time period, you could drink at 18. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I remember my dad would always tell me that he could drink when he was 18. He was yeah. like really proud of it. I think, <laughs> I think it was something I, they talked about all the time. I think if I'm, I might be wrong, but I feel like, because I think my dad has mentioned numerous times that they changed it to 21 the year he turned 21. I think, yeah, because I feel so like I my remember, dad was at the tail end of it. So he, he was born in 57. That would have been 78. Okay. So around 78. And my parents were born in, my mom was born in 52. My dad was born in... I think that was by state. I don't think that was nationwide. I don't know. Yeah, I get both I my parents would have been in New Jersey at, the, at that time. Yeah. And everything's so, legal in New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. That's a Hamilton. Oh, line. yeah, we saw, we saw Hamilton too. Oh, yeah, we did see Hamilton. That was really good. And we stayed in a treehouse. We did stay in a treehouse. We've done a lot. <laughs> in the last month. <laughs> and yet I feel like most of our time is spent sitting and watching TV. Getting bitten by a puppy. Listen. She's in her crate a lot, and she's a puppy. She's doing the best she can with what she has. She's not listening to this podcast. I don't care. She is a wonderful dog. I know. I know. And she will grow up to be a wonderful dog. I know. She can already sit. She's only. She's not even three months old yet. I want to finish this podcast. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Because I need to start editing it. Getting all the behind the scenes from this. All right, so... Tumor dies. <laughs> <laughs> With Ben. Ben, 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 ben finds him. And he, he's, oh, it's he's so in the car. It's really sad. It's so sad. Yeah. Meacham is angry for Ben's disobedience, but another Marine tells him that Ben showed courage by choosing to help his friend. Wait, I don't think I don't, I don't think we explained what Ben's disobedience was. I don't think you talked about that. Well, they people they watched the movie. I, they did not watch this uh, movie. The disobe- Meacham. Meacham. Is that the... That's the older one. Okay, Ben wanted to go help Tumor. I mean, his last name is probably Meacham, too. But, probably, but But I'm whatever. calling the and dad And he Meacham. called his dad yeah. because he's a responsible his, young man. His dad told him not to. And his dad told him not to. He said Tumor can handle himself, which was not true. Yeah. And you know what? If Ben hadn't been in that argument on the phone, he could have gone sooner. And Tumor might still be alive. Or Ben Possibly. might be dead. I don't know. One of the two. So still unable or unwilling to appreciate Ben's sensitive nature, Meacham accepts one last aerial mission from which he does not return. He Wait. dies. No, you're... Mi- Stop rolling your eyes at me. I'm not rolling my eyes. You're missing the whole part where Meacham gets in a fight with his wife and then runs out of the house and then Ben has to go find him. There's like a whole thing there. And he like beats Ben and all the kids are holding him and trying to get him off of Ben. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> 
It's like a big part of the yeah, movie. I remember, that. I remember that. Like changes Ben's relationship with his dad. It wasn't in the synopsis that I. Okay, well that's. There's your synopsis. I just explained <laughs> it to you all. I don't know what he and his wife were fighting about, but they were screaming about something. They, they were always fighting about. I remember the no, but this was like like screaming at each other. That yeah. that had, yeah. and he was being physical with her, and he had yeah, her physical with her in the best. I remember watching it though and thinking, I don't really know what they're fighting about. Oh well, I guess I'll find out during Philip's synopsis tomorrow. I mean, I don't. They had never mentioned what they were fighting about. But yeah, but but Ben tries to save her. It had something to do with tumor, though. I think it was like her being mad at him for not letting Ben go mm-hmm. earlier to go help Tumor. That that was my guess, but I thought, well, I'll clarify that when Philip reads the synopsis. But apparently yeah. not. No, because there was no synopsis. I had more faith in the synopsis. You had more faith in me. This based on a book. You will need to wait to find out. <laughs> that, that 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 you might find that out later. I don't like podcasting drunk because you're meaner to me when, I, when I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm not mean to you. Well, and I'm not drunk, so. I'm so, I'm so confused. <laughs> I still, uh, I still, <laughs> so, so Meacham so so dies because his, his engine fails. Oh, yeah. He chooses to crash his plane into the sea rather than ejecting and letting the aircraft crash into a nearby town. The family leaves after his funeral. They leave what was basically a plantation. But they have house. to leave. Like I know, I know. But but whenever I'm, t- I'm talking about the house, just the house. Oh yeah, yeah. like full blown. It was full blown plantation. Yeah. It, it, it felt. And very... they had a woman who like did all their cleaning and cooking yeah. for that, like a black woman yeah. who did all their cleaning and yeah. cooking for them. Yeah. The Sixties so in South Carolina. Maybe. Yeah. So they left after his funeral. Ben assumes Meacham's role as leader of the household, as Bull had intended. I want to know if Ben actually goes to the Marines though, because his dad kept telling him he had to go to the Marines after college. Yeah, he did not want to. I wouldn't want to. I got some background information. According okay. to Pat Conroy. Who's Pat Conroy? Who was the author of the book that this oh, movie was based okay. on. If you just waited. You know what? You don't give me an outline or anything. I don't. So then, like, don't get mad at me for I'm not knowing what's coming I'm, later. I'm not mad at you. According to Pat Conroy, Lieutenant Colonel... I feel like you've said you're not mad at me a lot of times for a person who's not mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at you. According to Pat Conroy, <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel Bull Meacham is based entirely on his own father. His own father, okay. Donald Conroy. While I was Mar- watching it, I thought, I wonder if this is based on an autobiography by somebody yeah. who wrote it about their dad. A Marine fighter pilot who referred to himself in the third person as a great Santini. Oh, after, so there was a great Santini. Yeah. After the novel was published, Donald Conroy would often accompany his son to book signings and would autograph his son's novel with Donald Conroy, the great Santini. Wow. Yeah. I wonder when, if the book is like as into, it couldn't possibly be as intense as the movie is. I don't know. Possibly. With like the violence and stuff. When the movie was nominated for 1981 Academy Award for Best Actor and Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Ben, ben and, and Robert Duvall. Yeah, Robert Duvall. Author Pat Conroy's father called him and said, You and me got nominated for Academy Awards. Your mother didn't get squat. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he was fun. Wow. In 2013, Pat Conroy added a sequel to the family story he told in the Santini book and movie with his new memoir, The Death of Santini, the story of a father and a son. In it, he describes how his mother, Peg, dying of leukemia, asked to be portrayed by Meryl Streep in any future movie. Hmm. I like Blythe Danner, though. But she didn't get squat. I want to be portrayed as Meryl Streep. 
ever in some time. She's a lot older. Oh, okay. I'll be old one day. And she'll be dead. Will she? <laughs> Has she aged at all in the last like 20 years? You know what movie that she was in that I'm excited about us talking about? Is it eight, Brady? 80 for... No, she wasn't in that, was she? 80 for 80 Brady? For Brady? No. 80 for Brady came out this year. It is not referenced in Gilmore Girls. Oh, that we're going to we, watch. Why I thought we, you meant like a movie that's coming no, out. No, that, that we're, that we're going to talk about. That we're going to watch for the podcast. Okay, which one? The River Wild. I, I love that movie. With Kevin Bacon. Oh, no, I, I know what it's about. It's I just, so good. I just don't it's know so good. Okay. Cool. Alright, so that was this movie oh called we're done the great Sentine. <laughs> it's over I have three, there was there were 17 things on imdb for background <laughs> none of them and, were interesting well usually there's over 100 that yeah. i have to choose like a few this one there were 17 got it yeah so not too much but anyways who would like this movie <laughs> nobody i don't know maybe <laughs> i don't know i literally don't know okay. i don't think anyone should all uh-huh. right it's not like the worst movie I've ever seen. It's just like really uninteresting yeah. to me. It's an interesting character study to me on someone who has this whole persona in the war when they come back to civilian life. It's hard to shake that. Right, but persona. I also feel like that story could and be told in a better way. It could be, but it's an interesting character study. And the same way with like football also, players and like athletes, can once they, they get off? Yeah, yeah. can they? But change I, who they are. But I also feel like there was no character development. Yeah. At all. He was just a horrible person. And then he had this like vulnerable drunken moment with his son. And then he died. So it's not like they got all better and all close right before he died. It was like Ben was able to see that his father was human one time. Mm-hmm. And then he died. I don't know. I just wasn't. I'm not here for it. Huh? I, you know what? Military stories really don't interest me. Mm-hmm. Any it, movie, book, TV show, anything about military stuff, I just have no interest. It's like crime scene shows. I don't like those either. I'm just not interested. Why? Except for Psych. I like Psych. Mm, yeah. All right, so what would you rate it out of 10 cups of coffee? One. I One cup I of coffee. Wow. I don't want to watch it again. I would give it a four. Okay. I definitely don't think it's a one. I just don't um, like it. It's boring. Out of all the movies I watched for my blog, this is the one that I like disliked the most. Wow. Yeah. Even over I mean, the fly, because at least the fly was like kind of entertaining until it scared the hell out of me. Okay. Like I have no idea what I rated other things. I would say it's better than Miracle Worker. Oh. I enjoyed it much better than Miracle Worker bored me to tears. I'm interested in the story this, of Miracle Worker. I'm yeah, not but interested the Miracle the Worker felt like it was like five hours long. This, at least, I felt like went really Ugh, quickly. I didn't. I feel like it dragged. Nice. But I, maybe, I, I, maybe you're just more interested in the father-son dynamic. I would, than I, I maybe. Am. I don't know. I would still give it, I would give it a four, which still isn't a good. But I definitely... I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a one, in my opinion. But in your opinion, it is. Maybe Mrs. Kim would like this movie because she was compared to the great Santini. I don't think she would. Is there she... cursing in it? Yeah, I don't know. She would not it. like the scene where he gets drunk. Okay. Yeah. If you like this movie, let us know. If this is your favorite. It is my belief that every movie out there is is somebody's favorite movie. So if this is your favorite movie, let us know. If this is your favorite movie, I'm going to guess that you are a man in his 60s, kind of right wing, 
former military, very strict father. I disagree. Or... Because the father is not painted in a good light. Or... You would be the opposite of that. Somebody, all of those original descriptors, uh-huh. had a very strict father. I think it would be more of that. I don't know. I Who don't... is dead. Yeah. Because you're not going to think fondly on him if he's still alive and acted like that. But if he's already dead, you're like, oh, I kind of miss my dad, even though he was horrible mm-hmm. this whole time. Because they do end it with this like feeling of, oh, they miss their dad. Which is ridiculous because he's a horrible father. Okay. There you go. So that's The Great Sound TV. The next movie, we're going to visit our favorite St. Bernard Gosh. and watch Beethoven. Actually, we could watch that one with the kids. We probably could. I don't know. They might get scared. There's parts that are scared. Yeah, scary. we might have to wait until they like Muffin before. Yeah. We didn't say that. Our kids are scared of Muffin. They're scared of Muffin. One of our kids yeah. are scared of Muffin. Who, the other one who, is pretty good. Who wrote Beethoven? I don't know. John Hughes. Oh, I did know that. Under I knew pseudonym. that was a John Hughes movie, actually. He wrote it under the pseudonym Edmund Dantes. That's dumb. That is dumb. Okay. So check us out next time for Beethoven. Hopefully in two weeks. And more Scandaval drama. Yay. There will be two episodes of Hand of Pump Rules by the time we record this. Again. What? Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.